The Last Supper with Steph Sosa. Thanks for dropping by. Come and suss Steph's Life Spice. All her socials at spicysteph.com. Lake Macquarie mum Lee Sullivan has attracted more than 80,000 Instagram followers just by sharing her backyard gardening journey. Gardening's helped Lee find her place in the world as she lost herself a little bit after becoming a new mum. Welcome, Lee. Feeling hungry? Drool over Steph's recipes at spicysteph.com. So almost four years ago now, we started our own garden in our backyard. Mm. And when I started it, I thought, oh, it would be cool to kind of start an Instagram page relating to it and show our gardening journey. So literally the day that we started our patch, I started the Instagram page. Yeah. Just kind of with the hopes of maybe meeting like-minded people and people I could ask questions to and get some responses because I had no idea what I was doing. Oh, really? So you weren't a natural gardener? Oh, no. I was a black black thumb like <laughs> I would buy I herbs that. and my windowsill was where they came to die basically <laughs> like, that's good it was it was not good um but I really wanted to just try and do our own garden so that was that was kind of the motivation the, yeah that it. was the motivation and then and we set it we set it up and I thought I'll set up the Instagram page and I thought to myself oh if I could just meet a hundred like-minded people yeah. I would be so happy like to have a little gardening community that I could bounce things off people and and yeah I started the day we set up our patch and that was four years ago. Did it grow quickly because you have a huge um, following? No I it did it it didn't grow I wouldn't say it was like really speedy mm. probably the first the first six months probably six months probably it took me to get to about a thousand followers. Yeah, wow. And there's such a there's such a cool gardening community on Instagram. Like, yeah, um, there's so many amazing gardeners who are also kind of showing their own journey. So it was just basically I was just connecting with people. with with those people, and mm. that I think that was kind of how it just started to grow because you just meet constantly are meeting new people on there, new gardeners, and yeah, just kind of took off yeah <laughs> kind of organic I guess definitely, organic definitely. <laughs> so did you have many fails in the beginning yes yeah okay. I had heaps <laughs> yes um I think probably half maybe half of what I planted never went, <laughs> went oh, the really? way I wanted you yeah. know yeah it was um it's a huge learning curve okay. yeah, yeah 100% wow. and I think a lot of people probably look at my Instagram now and there's you know hardly any fails but I assure everyone when you first start you can basically expect to fail and look at it as a good thing because it's teaching you how to become successful yeah. later yeah. on. Well, it's like anything, isn't yes. it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you got to take it. It's what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yes, a hundred percent. If you keep going, you can let it beat you. But if you keep going, it, yeah. it's, it's a really valuable experience. It is, and just every failure, you learn something new from, and basically, you're learning what not to do yeah. so that you can eventually do it right. Yeah, so, yeah, that's yeah. Great. If you don't follow Steph, book you. The links are all there at spicysteph.com. So I I read something about you that said that you started the garden to try and help you recover or manage some postnatal depression. Is that right? Kind of. I I actually originally started the garden because I was concerned about what I was feeding my child. Okay. Um, I'd read a lot of things about 
the fruit and veg we buy in the stores yeah. and it was a little bit concerning to me and I wanted to make sure I was feeding him the best possible food. Mm-hmm. So that was why I started the garden, but I had did have some mild postnatal depression that had gone pretty much undiagnosed. Yeah. And starting the garden was something that really helped to heal me and I actually wasn't expecting it at all. So it was kind of an amazing experience just starting the garden and spending time in the garden and then just feeling the the results of that, like in terms of me kind of starting to feel like that postnatal depression was lifting. I mean, I don't I don't want to say that it was it was really bad depression because it wasn't, you know what I mean? It was mild, but it definitely helped me yeah. beyond measure. Oh, I don't yeah. I don't think it matters the degree because no, it it's doesn't. just the impact yeah. that it has on you yeah. and and how you can pull yourself out of it. So for Definitely. me the way you relate to gardening is mm. how I relate to cooking. So, oh, really? Yeah, wow. definitely. So for me, yeah. being so I suffer from anxiety. Yeah. And for me, um, a way for me to calm myself down yeah. is, is to cook. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it's kind of like a yeah. bit of a meditative yeah. process. Yeah, it helps so, you get clarity of mind yeah, and just absolutely. stop in a moment yeah. and breathe. And you basically. are yeah. in, in the moment. Yes. So when you're cooking, and I'm sure when you're gardening as well, yeah. you're actually yeah. in the moment, you're thinking about that soil that you're digging or what definitely. you're planting. You just switch going. off to the rest yeah. of the world, basically. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just just being there it yes. just stops you worrying about everything yes. else. It's so it? amazing, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> and I guess the added advantage you have in the garden is the sunshine. Definitely, yeah. yes, that is a huge part of it. Vitamin D, I think, makes a huge yeah. difference. And when you're a new mama, you don't tend to do that, do you? You spend no. a lot of time inside. When you got a new, especially when you got a new baby, like yeah. you just kind of. Sitting on the lounge, <laughs> you are so for like six that, months. That's exactly what it feels yes, like. Yes, it, it does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The only time you go out was when you can put them in the pram and push yes, them around. Exactly. And even then, it's not for long. Yeah, that's right. Well, my my first baby was very colicky, so mm. basically you couldn't put him down. Yeah, that's nothing and worse. Yeah, that it was a challenging thing. But I actually have heard it said as postnatal depletion. Uh-huh. Rather than postnatal depression, and I would say that's definitely um, it's what you can relate. What to. it was for me, yeah, yeah, just depletion. I just felt like I lost myself, yeah, in yeah. so many ways. Um, yeah. And the garden just really brought me back to who I was and was something for me. When kind of my whole world had become this little person, and I didn't quite know what to do with that. Yeah. If that makes sense, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, what, what what did you do before you had? Your little man. I have a psychology degree. Okay. Um, and I was working in that field. And then when I had him, um, I stayed home. And my husband started a business shortly after. And it's meant that I've been able to stay home with, with our kids since then. So, so do you yeah. work in the business with your husband? Yeah, or? I yeah. do kind of the admin side of things. Okay. So what yeah. does he do? He is everything to do with flooring. So okay. he lays floors, sands, floors, polishes floors. Um, and kind of special, a bit of a specialty area. So I'd say boutique flooring okay. company. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's very different from psychology. It is, it? yes. Yeah. As is We're quite work, different. I guess. Yeah, but oh, look, I believe in that yin and yang when it comes yeah, to partnerships. Definitely, it works. Yeah, it works I think so. Us. My husband's the opposite to me. Yeah. He's a complete um, data IT yeah. nerd. Like yeah. his brain just thinks that way, and my brain just 
does not. not. I yeah, just can't <laughs> even think, begin to think about numbers. It just doesn't work for me at yeah. all. So what's your um, – do you have a cultural background? Are you like 100% Aussie convict I, blood or something? Yes, I, I am 100% Aussie. Yeah, yeah. wow. That's amazing. There's, yeah. there's not many of us around, no, there's, you know. there's not. <laughs> yeah, I think you're probably the only – I think you're the only second person I've interviewed that has said that – Really? Yeah, it's How? quite amazing, yeah. <laughs> Which I love. I love that yeah, we are diversity. so culturally diverse. But yeah, so what's your what's your food background then? So what, what food did you grow up on? <laughs> Let me guess, meat and three veg? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I knew it. Yeah, it's funny when I knew I was coming on here, I was like, oh, no, I don't have any amazing food stories. Yeah, no, you know what, but that's my background too. <laughs> yeah, meat and three veg, that's me. Yeah, yeah, it was always – yeah, meat and, and three veg. Yeah. So did your parents or your family grow their own vegetables or was it? My grandparents on both sides grew their own food in large amounts. Like they were both excellent gardeners. Ah. Um, my dad always had a veggie patch, yeah. but probably not as much as my grandparents did. Okay. Both of my grandparents, both of my nanas were absolutely amazing cooks. Ah. And so I'd always look forward to going to their house. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what were their specialties? This is so funny. On my mum's side, my nana used to make me savoury mince jaffles. Oh, yum. <laughs> I love savoury mince jaffles. And they were amazing. <laughs> I love that. Yes, they were so good. Was and it the old-fashioned jaffle maker? Yes. That, yeah, yeah, they're and the like best. butter on both sides oh, of the yeah. bread and yes. the savoury mince inside and – oh, I would love going to her house because she'd make them for me for breakfast every morning oh, when we were staying so there. Good. So that was one thing I absolutely loved. My grandma, which is my dad's side, they would grow heaps of their food, but we'd always go to her house and she'd do meat and three veg, but it was just always so amazing. Like she'd do this mashed potato that was out of this world. I've never had mash that, that compares oh, really? to her. That's interesting. And she'd also do mashed chocos. Oh, Which, wow. Yeah, I'd, I've never heard of it anywhere else, but when she would do them, they were so good and she they'd grow their own chocos. Yeah. So she'd mash chocos and they were just amazing. I'd, I would have never eaten chocos. I mean, I was kind of in in my teens and that normally I would Wouldn't never touch, touch something like that. But when she made it, it was, it was really good. Yeah, that, I wonder what she did. You don't yeah. know what she did to them? Honestly, probably a lot of butter, yeah, a I'd lot imagine. of salt. Yeah, I think that's probably the key. Yes. That's the key to most things it is, is a lot yeah. of salt and yeah. a lot of butter. <laughs> I love it. Feeling hungry? Drool over Steph's recipes at spicysteph.com. So do you like to cook? <sighs> um... Yes and no. I have to say I'm getting better. For the most part, I've never really been into cooking. Okay. Um, but since we've been growing our own food, it's definitely helped me to develop my skills. Because you have to use that. the produce, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I like to grow things that you can't necessarily buy in the stores. Okay. Um, so I'll constantly be looking up new recipes to try with them and that kind of thing. So... In that way, it's definitely developed me. I wouldn't say I'm a good cook, <laughs> but... Um, but you try to cook. But yes, I'm trying and yeah. I'm trying to get better. And um, we, we kind of have been trying, like I said, trying lots of different vegetables. But one thing we have been doing is growing things to kind of ferment foods or I make was, jams. That was my next question. Yeah. <laughs> Do you preserve yeah, and ferment? Yeah, so we're just starting to kind of uh. go down that 
road now. So it's interesting. And my dad, my dad is actually quite a good cook and they live really close to me. So he's helping a lot. He, he has been doing a fair bit of um, preserving and fermenting yeah, and wow. jam making and that kind of thing. Yeah, so I'm learning a lot off him at yeah, the moment. That's great. Yeah. That's really good. Because we, when I was a kid, we were almost completely self-sufficient really yeah um because we lived on a farm and we had an orchard and um a huge veggie patch and we had animals and our neighbors had bees and we had a cow and you know it was kind of one of those farming communities where you know what you didn't have if you had excess you gave yes and you swapped probably exactly yeah yeah, so it was the way we went so my mum was a mad preserver so she would bottle and freeze and make jam and all those kinds of things and it's kind of a bit of a lost art I definitely but it's really simple and I've just gotten into it fairly recently because my um son Noah has had some problems with his tummy oh okay um and one of the great things for gut health is fermentation yes definitely so I've I've really started to get into that and um it's such a great way to use up excess vegetables and fruit is to ferment them yeah yeah I agree and that lasts really 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 a long time it does I've got I've got kind of a little section in our cupboard where we've just got bottles and bottles and bottles of things so I'm hoping after this summer we'll be able to add to that yeah a lot more so awesome so are you are you pretty much self-sufficient with your fruit and veggies we're not we're not self-sufficient but I rarely buy them Um, We try and eat seasonally. I think that's a big thing when you're growing your own food is try and eat with the season because a lot of the stuff in the supermarkets, you know, they have cucumbers year round, whereas we can't have cucumbers here in winter. Yeah. So we try and eat as seasonally as possible. But I mean, sometimes we we have to buy things. Yeah. And especially at the beginning of a season when we've pulled a fair few things out of the garden and are doing that changeover, we, we don't often have a huge amount but when we're kind of in in the middle of a summer or in the middle of a winter I rarely buy fruit and veg yeah well that that is such a great thing it's amazing do your kids enjoy are they old enough now to garden with you my oldest is five and he absolutely loves it um and he loves together oh it is I love I I love gardening with him and and he loves eating it which makes my heart so happy to see him kind of out in the garden picking things and just eating them straight off a vine or um, cucumbers is his big thing. So he'll yeah. just go out and grab a cucumber and just stand in the garden and eat it. Yeah, and that's it's, amazing. It's beautiful. I just love that. And that that is going to be his food culture. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like growing up knowing where your food comes from is such a rare thing I think in a lot of kids. Like so he sees the process from a seed going in the ground to being able to pull that vegetable off the plant like it's it's great and he's had a say in that and it, and yes. it has contributed to that so Definitely. he feels a sense of there's a sense pride. of ownership yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah oh that's beautiful yeah. so do you find that he um tries more things because he yes. has grown them yeah definitely he will try most vegetables it's funny he will eat parsley straight off the plant like when we're out in the garden but he won't eat parsley as a garnish (laughs) (laughs) if we're in the garden he'll he'll try anything but if we serve something up to him he's not as adventurous that's interesting yeah that's amazing actually so if he if he picks it and then goes into the kitchen with you and helps you with it he would eat it yeah i think think that's such a big key for kids i love have you heard of the stephanie alexander kitchen broke 
kitchen program. No. I so Stephanie Alexander, who's a like a famous Australian chef, yeah. she has this program yeah. um, in certain schools where they have a a garden. They call it the kitchen garden, yeah. and they grow vegetables and they go out. Um, so they you know learn how to plant things and see where they come from, and then they take them from the garden into the kitchen and they make something with them and they sit That's down and amazing. eat them together. And, yeah, I just I just love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, I, and that she says that they kids will try things that they would yes. never try at home. Definitely. And I just think that's such an important part in childhood that maybe has been missing for the past maybe decade. Yeah. I think people are starting to realise the importance of it again. Yeah. But, yeah, kids seeing where their food comes from and then the process that happens after is just so beneficial from a young age I oh, think. absolutely yeah. I think it will really influence their or not only influence their health later yeah. on but also their ability to to fend for themselves yes and their life skills yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's a huge life skill to yes. be able to grow what you grow what you eat and also and cook then cook it yeah definitely grab yeah. a wine and dm Steph she'd love to hear what your last supper would be and what wine you're drinking. So, now the dreaded question. (laughs) (laughs) So, have you thought about what your last supper might be? I have. And I'm sorry, but it's not a heaps emotional story (laughs) or anything like that. That's okay. It doesn't have to be. Okay. So, my last meal on earth would be a meal I had at a restaurant one night, actually, in Newcastle. Really? Yes. (laughs) It's... A gnocchi with pumpkin puree, fresh, fresh peas, feta and crispy sage. Yum. Yes. That sounds really <laughs> delicious. Are you a vegetarian? I'm not, but I tend to kind of eat more vegetables than meat. Yeah. I'd okay. Say. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what restaurant was it? Rustica. Oh, Rustica. Yeah. yeah. Very nice restaurant. There is, there is like a little bit of a story behind it, I think, that probably contributed to why that okay, meal was so on. amazing. When, when we had our first child, like financially we were not that well off mm-hmm. um, and kind of eating out was something we didn't do a huge amount. Yeah. Um, like most people with a new child. Pretty yeah. much. And we were young <laughs> and, yeah, and yeah, had a mortgage and we just didn't, didn't go out much yeah. anyway. We decided to start this business and um, it kind of just took off and we suddenly had a little bit of money. And our first date that we went on um, after we had our baby was this meal at Rustica. Uh. And, you know, we'd never really been able to afford to go to a nice restaurant. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it was our first date night out. And I just remember eating that meal and looking out over, you know, the beach. And it was just such a great moment. Um, but the meal was absolutely delicious and I have eaten it many times since. I have you? At yeah. Rustica? Have yeah, you made at it Rustica. Yeah. I actually did try to make it myself a few times because they use the peas that they used were so beautiful and so fresh and I realised, oh, I could grow these. Yeah. <laughs> you know? ah, I, I could okay. grow my own peas. Yeah. So I did grow my own peas the next winter 
and tried to recreate it, but no. It wasn't just, as good? No, it definitely wasn't. You probably didn't use enough butter and salt. I probably, <laughs> did. I probably didn't use enough of a lot of things. I say, Maybe I should get you to try and recreate it for me. Absolutely. I'll have a crack. You say that it doesn't have much of a memory to it, but well, it, actually yeah, it, does. it does have yeah. a really strong um, does, emotional yeah. pull to it, doesn't it? It definitely does. It's yeah. like that celebration, sense of achievement with the person that you love yeah, yeah. Um, in a beautiful environment yeah. and... And just, I guess, soaking in something that you probably never thought would would necessarily happen as quickly as it did. Exactly. Yeah, there was that that element of just being like, wow, I can't believe where we are. We can do this now, you know. And obviously I love my husband so much. And we hadn't been out on a date for a long time because we had our little baby. And so, yeah, there was just that beautiful quiet and just yeah. chatting to each other and glass of wine so yeah it was so it was is awesome. rustica now like one of your favorite restaurants because of that it like holds a special place, place in my yeah. heart definitely yeah. we we try and get there as much as we can yeah of sure. course you do yeah of course you do we have um, my husband and i have this we lived in tasmania for a long time and we had this restaurant that was quite close to us called the beach and it was literally almost on the beach it was beautiful big and we always used to say whenever we had a big decision in our life to make we would go to the beach and we would make that decision so that was where we decided to have our beautiful Noah we went to the we went to this restaurant (laughs) and because I you know I was 35 and I was getting to that point I said you know I'd already had three kids though my youngest was like seven at that stage I just said, you know, we need to make this decision. So we went down there and that night we decided that we were going to have we – we have our Noah. Yeah, so lots of significant that's things have happened. That's a big memory there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's a special place. Like we don't live in Tassie anymore. We haven't been there for a long time. Yeah. But I know if I went back to Tassie, that would probably be one of the first places when on my list. Go. We'd yeah. have to go there and, yeah. and eat just for memory's sake, I for think. For sure. Just yeah. to remember that, that <laughs> thing again. So would you have a dessert? Have you got a – Bucket list, uh, a I last do. supper dessert. Yes, creme brulee. Oh, you know, Love that it. is so <laughs> popular. For really? A, yes. I, I think you're the fourth person that wow. said creme brulee. It has to have a really good, I don't know what you call it, the glaze on top. Like it has the to crust. have a, yes, yes, it has to have a really good one that you can kind of Crack. smash. Yeah. yeah. Really yeah. beautiful. So yeah. just a vanilla one? Yes. I think I've had a passion fruit one Probably a rustica. <laughs> that um, was that really, really nice. Was so it? maybe I'd, I'd go down that road. Yeah, wow, yeah. beautiful. And um, do you have it with – so there's a bit of a school of thought that you have mm-hmm. it with some kind of biscuit or cookie or just on its own? I like a little bit of biscuit with it. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, like that's that, thing. that texture, I think, adds to the whole thing. The whole experience. Yeah. And I think you need something because the crunchy's gone by the end yes. unless you're very, very careful yes. with the amount of toffee that you Definitely. eat. Um, <laughs> but I think you need something to scoop up that last little bit of custard. Totally agree. Yeah. So have you tried to make that? No, never from scratch. I think maybe we've like done the whole buy one and then torch yeah, your own. Yeah, yeah. But I've never tried to do that from scratch. You know, it's actually it's a really bit scary. Simple. Really? So, so For some simple. reason I feel like it would be really hard. No, it's not. It's not at all. It's really, really easy. Okay. Yeah. You need simple. to teach me. Okay. I think. All, right. all right. I have to make one for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very simple. So what adventures have you got planned for this next season coming up in your garden? Well, it's the start of summer, so that's, that's exciting always in garden land, isn't a it? huge. Well, it's not the start of summer, but yeah, it's yeah. the start of summer planting, and that is a huge 
thing in the gardens. So, and this is actually going to be our first full summer season in our new place. So yeah. we've moved about a year ago. Oh, so you had to start your garden again. I started it all again. Oh, yeah. Did that kill you. <laughs> In some ways, it was bittersweet because our old garden was really small. Like we kind of were in a courtyard, which is maybe about 40 square metres. Now we're in a large house with a huge backyard. So we have probably five times the space garden-wise than we had at our old place. So it's exciting because I haven't really seen how much we can produce in a full summer season yet. So that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm doing a lot of summer planting and just really excited to see how much we can produce over a whole season. Yeah. Um, And I'd like to, if, if we can, I'm really keen to kind of grow enough that we can share with people and maybe have a little farm stand outside our house or something like that that and donate as much food as we possibly can to people who need it. So that's that's kind of in my plans for the next at least six months. Wow, that's that's really Mm -hmm. exciting to maybe even be able to make a little bit of an income or make a difference to some somebody else. Yes, I would really love to do that. Yeah, that would be very exciting. Yeah. Wow, I'm just I've got something ticking over my head. Going, maybe we could do a dinner or something with your produce, and we could do it for a charity. That would be really cool. That would be fun, wouldn't it? No, we must talk about. Yes, I think we've we've got we've got things to talk (laughs) about. I think that'd be fun. (laughs) I think that would be really good fun. All right, so last question. Okay. And you can choose your own adventure with this one. Mm-hmm. So to finish off my podcast, I always ask people, what was the last thing you ate or what's the next thing you're going to eat? The last thing I ate was a coffee from my favourite coffee place oh. in Swansea. Oh. And also one of their croissants. Yum. Is that how you say it? Croissant. C- croissant? Oh, look, you know croissant? what? Croissant. <laughs> croissant. I think I'm Australian. I'm so Aussie. I'm I know, <laughs> I know. That was something that I, I actually was very conscious of when I was on MasterChef because people would say yeah. all these different words. and The I'd pronunciation. Say, like paella, <laughs> yep. like paella or, you know, like, I say paella because I'm Australian. Yep. Yep. And I actually, I was eliminated on a croissant um, <gasps> from MasterChef. Oh, I'm yes. sorry if I brought back oh, bad no, memories. No, 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 I'm over it now. It's all good. I've, I've recovered. But yeah. So I just say croissant, even yep. though I know it's I, I do too. I think it's actually croissant. I think it's a technical term. It's but more authentic for us to say croissant. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you are who you are, right? That's right. Did you have anything it. on your croissant? Ham and cheese. Oh, yum. And it was, they, they do them in kind of like a sandwich press. Ah, so they squish it. Yes, so <laughs> yum. So all that yeah. buttery goodness is just compounded. It was really good. Yeah, let's good. just say that. That's awesome. So <laughs> tell me who's that who who is that in Swansea so I can go and suss them out? Double shot espresso. Okay. Espresso. Double shot. Double shot. Yeah. Okay. I need to go and have a coffee there just yes. to just to try the coffee. Their coffee is tops yeah that's fantastic <laughs> well thank you so much for coming and i really appreciate it and i'm looking forward to thank maybe doing me. something together in the future. me that's too it's very exciting <laughs> if you like the service tip us with a review on itunes it's free you tight ass